Sorry. No, no, we're not <laughs> live yet. We're we're now we're live. Whew. Let's get it done. Hey there, true believers, and welcome to the penultimate place to get your Marvel news, fireside chats, and all things Marvel, and our MCU reviews. This is episode 42 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative, and today's topic is our Black Panther review. Um, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast service, feel free to give us a good rating on that platform. It helps the algorithms and helps us grow our audience. If you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a sub, and don't forget to hit the bell to get notifications for all our shows like the Penultimate Game Show, the Cross Media Show, and Anime Nation. If you're watching on Twitch and you have Amazon Prime, guess what? You got Prime Gaming, which means you have one free sub to give out. And guess what? We would love it if you gave it to us. But, hey, if not, that's okay, I guess. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Ben, the director of the Penultimate Conquest. And today, my co-hosts are the usual Mr. Movie Reviewer himself. Christian Messias. The prince will now have the strength of the Black Panther stripped away. I'm doing well. Perfect, perfect. Sorry we were late today. I had issues with my camera. No, that's not why we were late, but that's okay. Um, And of course, we have the new daddy in the group. I think we can, yeah, I think we've reached. Okay. All right. So let me restart that. And of course, we have the group's destiny connoisseur, Mr. Erickin. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? I'm all right. You know, it's been a long day, but okay. I'm here. How's it going with you? Uh, it's, it's fine. It's all good. Um, let's see. Forgot to get my oil change done today. Damn it. I knew God I forgot something. Damn it, Eric. Damn it. I was going to borrow your car today, too. It's mm. a bummer. It's a real bummer. I wasn't going to do a T'Challa impression, so I think that would have been that's, that's good. I appreciate I that. Thank you very much. Um, before we get into it, of course, it is time for some housekeeping. Um, tomorrow we are doing our turning red review on the cross media show. So tune in at 7 PM Eastern to talk with us about turning red. Um, on Wednesday, we are talking tunic and strangers of paradise impressions and man, oh man, am I sorry for Ryan, you know? He got so excited last week when he saw 83 <laughs> for oh, uh, his open critic. And I was just told today that he t- went down to, uh, what, 73? 73. A oh, full 10 points. That's Three. upsetting. I'm sorry, 10 points? It went down 10 points. Last week it, it was, was at 83? I believe so. He sent the screenshot last week. Who was getting oh, okay? He sent. I think he said IGN gave it an eight. No, and then yeah, I checked I last week. No, no, no. I okay. checked last week, and it was like uh, either 83 or close to 80. All right. no well, way. it's not anymore. Yeah, of course not. Um, so tune in. Um, ooh, uh, tune in, uh, obviously, on Wednesday. My headphones stop working. <laughs> I have to fix this. Okay. Tune in on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern to see what we thought or what we think about Tunic and Strangers of Paradise so far. 
And speaking of Tunic, this week's Conquest is actually Tunic. So uh, tune in Thursday at 5 Eastern to see me kick some Tunic ass. I don't know if I'm in What, you're going to kick the Foxix ass? The Foxix? Yeah. Foxix. Six. Foxix, yeah. I'm going to kick his, his Coxix. That's what I'm going to kick. And, of course, as always, feel free to drop your thoughts on any of our topics this week to our SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash penultimateconquest. So, I think that's it for uh, for housekeeping, right? Christian, do you have a, a, a video going up this week? Yeah, I'm finishing the edit hopefully by Friday so I can have it up by Friday. Okay. My goal, my goal is Friday, so if I finish in the next two days, then, then yes. Okay, sounds good. And, of course, it is now time for some Marvel news. If you see me talking slowly, it's because I'm trying to also write time codes. Um, so, we got our first official look at Ms. Marvel last week. What did we think? Eric, let's start with you. Uh, they had me hooked two seconds in when I heard Blinding Lights. Uh, oh, so, I, I thought about you immediately when I heard that song. So, yeah, as, as soon as I heard that, like, I showed... <laughs> it's funny. Um, I watched it first for Tessa, and Tessa said, Hey, can we watch the Miss Marvel trailer? I'm like, yeah, obviously. I'll watch it again. And so as soon as it started, two seconds in, she was like, They immediately got you, didn't they? I'm like, yes, they did. Um, it was so fun. Like, I know they changed her powers up, uh, but it looks so fun. I was really worried what this show was going to look like, but... I think I'm getting the vibe. It's going to be just a teenage coming, uh, coming of age story as a teenager. I think that's fun. I like how stylized it was in the beginning with her like drawing in her notes and everything. I thought that was cool. But I'm excited to see more. Okay, Christian. Pretty similar to Eric. Uh, I, I do like the the tone that they were kind of putting off with the trailer. Like it, it does seem like a very fun show. Uh, way more lighthearted. I liked what I saw for the most part. However, I'm I'm in the complete opposite on the whole powers thing. Um, like that to me just seems strange. Like why why do that? Um, so, sorry, continue. Yeah. I was no, just please, gonna, and then, I was just gonna say I think they changed it because the Fantastic Four is coming out pretty soon. But like, who cares? Like we have multiple Spider Men in one movie, so. Why can't true. there be two people with stretchy powers? True. We have two Iron Men. I can't. You know, Rhodey's a thing. I, I can't disagree with you. I'm just saying. I think that's probably. Your devil's Wong. advocating right now. Aren't Wong and Doctor Strange like the same thing? Whoa, you know, whoa, like. No. Wong is. They're both sorcerers. One, one yeah, sorcerer supreme. Yeah, exactly. Sorcerer supreme. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like kind of a. I don't know why they're doing it. Like, I'm going to wait for the show, obviously, to, to actually like critique it. But my, my, my actual hope here is that, like, from knowing beforehand what Miss Marvel was all about, there's like a lot of like racially charged kind of themes that I was really hoping to see, which I did not get the vibe with in this trailer. And I'm like, I'm really hoping like those kind of stick stick around because that's what I, I think made this character so interesting to check out on screen. Um, obviously, we had like stuff about race in like Shang Chi. So anyway, I hope I hope they don't kind of water that down. I'm hoping we see more of that. But otherwise, like yeah, coming of age stuff uh, seems like they're nailing that. We know we know they can do that, right? We saw that with like Spider Man, so yeah. Here's hoping for the best. Okay, I think I'm the only person that was pretty down on this trailer. I did not like the comic book thing that they were going for. Like, I get that's what what like she's obsessed with Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel, but I just 
think it's kind of tropey, especially for uh, what they're trying to go for for this. I don't know. I'm hoping that I'll turn the, you know, turn around on this. Obviously, I'll wait f for it to come out and see if my thoughts have changed. But <sighs> it is what it is. Do you know much about Miss Marvel? Uh, no. Okay, so like, so is this kind of like your first introduction? No, that's not true. I think, uh, funny enough, Eric, the Avengers video game actually did a really, mm. really good job introducing me to Ms. Marvel. All right, so I, I'm so if you like that one, so what about this version? Are you having trouble with then? I guess the story for the Avengers game like sounded better in my head. I obviously okay. we don't know what the story is happening in this. Mm. Um, but uh, one to me, the the girl in Miss Marvel doesn't look like like she's actually in high school. She looks a little younger. But again, that's just semantics. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. No, I'm, I'm used. I'm used to like in media, a lot of kids looking a lot older in high school. When I see her, I'm like, yeah, she looks like a 14 year old. That's what I looked like when I was 14. I look just like that. Uh, to me, that's yeah, I guess exciting. that's what it is. That is, usually kids look like I'm used to like Riverdale kids, you know, looking like yeah, 20 year olds playing <laughs> high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so right. that could just be it for me. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I don't know the actress's name for Kamala, but so far from the trailer, she seems like she's absolutely nailing it. I can tell you, right in my now. opinion. Let me check. I, I think we've also gone uh, going on this pattern where let me check here. The creator by Bisha is it Bisha K. Ali? Um, so I believe this, like the, the, I, sorry, go ahead. Like the, the showrunner is Pakistani as well. I think that's really cool. They're doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Love to see it. Yeah. Oh. That's definitely a good step in the right direction they've been going. Like, I, I appreciate that they're giving uh, more voices um, opportunities with certain characters. So the girl's name should be Iman Vellani. That's the actress? Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. Um, as for the, the, the um, power switch up, I don't really care. As long as it, it looks good, which it looks like it's going to look good. I'm fine with it, you know. True. I'm I'm all for it. I I in Kevin Feige, I trust. I definitely think it was just for the general audience. I think that's what it is. It like, could also obviously be... like we're like obviously if you follow comic books and stuff, you know, like there's a difference between the two characters. I I 100% probably think it was just for the general audience that just goes and watches the stuff. To me, the way I, I think about Kamala's like powers is like it's similar to like the X Men, where like mm -hmm. powers can be a metaphor for looking and being different, right? That's mm -hmm. that's how I embody Kamala's like stretchy powers. So it's like mm -hmm. that be removed just for like some kind of cosmic thing, or uh, right? Is it cosmic or is it like I some believe, kind of artifact? So. It, maybe yeah. a mixture it looks of both. like it's it might be an yeah. artifact. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it kind of removes that sort of embodiment of that sentiment. But again, if they can nail it, then I'm sure it'll be fine. But it could also I'll... be due to the fact that it's a TV show and budget restraints. Good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, and of course, Eric brought up the topic of Doctor Strange reshoots. 
and how people are still surprised that they're doing reshoots this late. In case people forgot, we're in a pandemic, you know? So, fucking get over it. Here, here's something for you. People forget that the Avengers post-credit scene was filmed after the movie released. Like, who, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, it, it'll be fine. Yes, Ruben. They had, the, had, the Avengers had The Avengers had its premiere, and then they filmed the shawarma scene after. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I thought you meant. I, I thought you were talking about Endgame. But oh uh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, no, no, no that's Avengers, okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's my fault. That's that's not on you. That's me. Um, I think that's all the Marvel news we had so far. Like Moon Knight impressions coming in. People oh, are yes. digging the first four episodes. Okay, and that premieres next week. Next week, the Wednesday. Get hyped! It's finally time, guys. We're finally here. I can't be staying up anymore. I have to wait until Thursday night to watch these shows. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. You go back into the office. Back to the off- I've been starting to go back to the office now, so I, I can't stay up. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'll have to be off Twitter for, like, the whole day. Oh, well. I mean, I'll be watching these Thursdays as well, probably. Wait, I'll what time do they come? Difference. No, they come out it. Wednesday? It'll be, be 3 o'clock Thursday morning, your time, Raven. 3 o'clock a.m.? Yes. Yes. I'd be waking up at that time. So no. You wake up at that time? Yeah. Well, I wake up at three thirty in the in the morning. For what? I go to work uh, Monday through Thursday. Uh, what time do you work? Three thirty. Well, I go in at four thirty, and then I stay till three. It's ten hour what days. What do you do again? It's ten hour it's messed days. Messed up, dude. I'm so sorry. It's ten hour days. What I'm, do you do again, Ruben? I, I don't really want to say on the show, Eric. I'll tell you later. Okay. okay. All right. I don't That's want to wild. give it free publicity, you know. Okay. I mean, it's right. not wild. It's oh it's God. me delivering stuff. It's not delivering UPS. Meat? No, that's rugs. Nick. That's why you can't say it. Yeah, I deliver rugs. How'd you know? I said rugs. Okay, D E A. I said rugs. Let's just make sure we're. <laughs> oh. That's anyway, it's legal in your state. Sure. Anyway. So, let's get into the plot. Of course, Black Panther premiered on February 16th, 2018, with a budget of $200 million and a box office of $1.3 billion, which is insanity. Well, not really, but it just just anything that hits a billion is insane to me. Um, mm-hmm. Directed by Ryan Coogler, and obviously the screenplay was also by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole which I don't know much about. So, what were our initial thoughts? Eric, is this a good movie? You want, you want initial thoughts? Yeah. Yes, this is a really good movie. Um, I think that this is one of the most special, if not most special, MCU movie. I think this is definitely like came out at a very important time. Um, but that being said, I do think the third act of this movie is not that great. But I think the first two acts are sublime, and um, I think this is this is one this is one of the better solo movies. This is a really good flick, and I think that with the the problem is though, I don't know if they can improve on it. We'll um, see in a couple of months. Yeah, I, it, it's going to be difficult. But I think they like Wakanda with this movie became like. 
but oh my god, it's just it's so crazy the cultural significance of this movie when it came out. Like Wakanda became kind of like a Middle Earth type thing. Yeah. Like this was this fantasy world that everyone was invested in. And like it was it was special. It was something special at the time. So I think it's a really good movie that is not perfect. Okay. No movie's perfect, but yeah. That's not true. That's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Christian. Initial thoughts. Dude. Dude. Black Panther still one of the most original MCU movies. When I think of like Shang-Chi and how this was a breath of fresh air in the MCU for phase four, like you have to remember that phase three was like bangers, dude. Like, I mean, we finally had a Spider-Man solo flick and then to have Thor completely shake up what we can, what we think of it as Thor as a character in the MCU to then have black Panther coming off of like civil war early. Right. We want to know what Wakanda is like, and then leading up to infinity war and to still have it be like, to still have it stand out as its own film, to be so prominent, to have such a cultural impact, as Eric said, um, and to be to feel so special even years out. Like I just rewatched it again yesterday, and it still feels like a very special movie. Still, like I would say, call it like a like a very strong A tier movie. Much like Eric, I don't. I, if I have two critiques, it's the visual effects uh, and the third act, where it kind of starts to fall apart. And still, I feel like it's one of the most original MCU movies. It's still so, so, so good and so special. Okay. Unfortunately, guys, I'm not that as high as you guys are. Well, I do think... Yeah, man! Oh, are you talking about the movie? (laughs) Well, I do think (laughs) the movie... (laughs) The movie is an okay, I would say, B-tier movie. You know, like... Sure, the significance of this movie is very important at the time. It it was very important. But, like, for me, there's a couple of things that... One, I guess it messes my tryptophobia every time we see uh, Michael B. Jordan shirtless. Like, it, it screws me up so badly, and I feel very uncomfortable. What uh, is that again? Tryptophobia. Small bump, bumps. I can't oh, see. Oh, gotcha. It. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... Is it a fault of the movie? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not a fault of the movie. It's just me personally. Um, I also think, uh, for some reason, every time I watch this movie, I get vibes of... How do I say this without sounding, like, wrong, you know? I guess the scene where he is going into the 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 uh, other plane of existence to see his dad. It reminds me very much of the Lion King. So I kind of feel like it takes things away from the Lion King. You know what I'm saying? Like it's ripping off of the Lion King. Like, I know it's not, I know it's not. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Which is why, I don't know. It just like, It does some things where, like, it's kick-ass. Like, it starts the whole, uh, you know, Wakanda opening up to the world and, you know, being better for the whole entire world because they're so so far advanced. But, like, I just wish this movie was better. Like, Claw was a very... I think Claw was... Why? Why didn't he need to be in this movie? I know why he needed to be in this movie, but kind of pointless. I mean, not. I mean, he served a very integral plot 
moment. Yeah, but then he just dies. That was literally the point. Was it though? Like that was the that was the point. Like that was the point of Killmonger to show, like, hey, look, I'm literally doing stuff that you've wanted just to get some uh, right. The other right. Wakandans I just I, I I expected. I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where it's it's a villain that you expect to not die off. You know, like it, it's always an integral part of Black Panther's. Hmm? persona that makes sense yeah so, i mean claw is a very like one of the most iconic yeah black panther villains so i get what you're saying there so that's all i have to say all right i guess you're not, in trouble. You're not in trouble or anything man no i'm okay. I know, I know <laughs> no, i'm not no, in hey, trouble hey, yes you are yes no you are. no no i'm I'll, not i'll admit it no it's okay you should be based like us i don't know what that means um you're younger than me I st- I'm an old man, Eric. What part don't you understand? I am an old man. You do wake man. up at 3.30 every day, so yeah. I, do. I get oh. it. I'm an old man, okay? So, let's talk about this movie. What, what were our... I don't know. I, I didn't prepare the doc for this. Eric, uh, actually, Christian, do you mind reading the ad before we continue so I could think of some questions? Yes. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Buzzsprout. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, which is why we've partnered up with Buzzsprout to help you succeed. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform, so join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and much, much more. Following the link in the description below gets you, sorry, following the link in the description below lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. So thank you very much, Buzzsprout. Oh man, it's really hard thinking of questions on the spot. <laughs> okay, how about I, while, while you're doing that, Christian, do you remember your theater experience? I do, I do. Oh my God. I'm. Thank you for asking me, Eric. Appreciate this. I there's a small part of me that thinks for a while, like I think I was more excited to go see Black Panther in theaters than I was Infinity War. If not, mm-hmm. like ju- just as high, because like something about um, Chadwick in uh, Civil War as T'Challa mm-hmm. was like super fascinating to me. He was unlike any of the other characters, and like I wanted to know more about Wakanda, and I wanted to know more about his character as T'Challa. And I hadn't read any, like, Black Panther comics. So I was like, this character seems really freaking cool. Also, like, Chadwick, handsome man. Mm. To then be compounded with Ryan Coogler writing and directing and Michael B. Jordan starring uh, as Killmonger, I was like, dude, this movie's going to rip. Are you kidding me? So we got there, right? I got there in the IMAX theater. And to see all the, like, the love that was in the theater, like, pure excitement and joy to see, like, a, a black superhero character, in, in a Marvel movie, like this has so much impact. People in the theater were like dancing to the music in the in this. Well, not obviously during the the actual movie, but like in the credit stuff, right? And like that to me touched me as a person of color. Right? I'm, I'm not black, but I can appreciate like people celebrating blackness on screen to this level. And like it was just like one of my favorite theater experiences. Period. It was so much fun. I I remember for mine, it was uh, well, we got there. And they had like a news crew like set up there because they had um, they had a bunch of people that come up and wear like traditional African garb like in the movie and it was wild like 
it was so colorful it was wonderful like this is an event this is like a cultural uh moment here and i remember we get in there and I, like you like i was i was one of the only white people in the crowd like it was predominantly an african-american crowd and i'm like oh, this is like this is exciting like mm -hmm. this is one of those things where I realized this is not for me. This is definitely not like for me or something like that. I get to I get to enjoy and experience this moment. But the coolest thing was when T'Challa came on screen for the first time. They had um, I like these uh, three black kids right in front of me. They were about maybe younger than ten. And as soon as he came on the screen, like they were just yeah. I'm like there it is right there. That's why I like these moments. That's why these movies are so great for moments like that. And like the fact that you know, it was a predominantly black black cast. Like that was so unheard of, especially in like a huge blockbuster film like this. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was just so great. I, I just enjoyed just hearing everyone just be so happy in the theater. Especially also a lot of people gasped when Michael B. Jordan took his shirt off. I heard just <gasps> bro. I mean, I was one of them. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but this was this was a special. This was one of the most special ones. Like, I don't think it was like crazy loud like an Avengers movie, but like there was just a, a sense of just happiness in the room. That, yeah. 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 Cause like, dude, think about like for years, just this one simple gesture, right? Of crossing the mm -hmm. arms, what that did for so many like young black kids, right? And mm -hmm. just seeing videos upon videos of people, you know, seeing Chadwick out in the wild, yo, Chadwick. And then, you know, amazing. Mm -hmm. Such a huge impact. Absolutely love to see it. Oh, okay. So, my first question is, what worked for this movie? Everything. But you got both said that's incorrect. You, you proved that it's incorrect <laughs> because you both had said that this movie doesn't have a great third act. Okay. So, I, I can start. Okay, go ahead. I think what works for this movie is one, it really establishes itself as like a different kind of movie. Uh, it's 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 not really an origin story. It's it's dealing with loss and grief, but also like new beginnings, right? That that that's its kind of central themes. But it's rooted in in, in blackness throughout like the entirety of it, and that kind of carries it for the for like like that's almost meta. Uh, in in terms of movie, like what what that does um, is change up the pace of the MCU. To be honest, Thor Ragnarok did it a little bit too. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but we're used to kind of like these these white superheroes. We're used to kind of like tropey action movies. We can kind of see where this is going. And for a while, th this isn't that, right? It's, ch you know, Chadwick coming home and having to deal with becoming a king for a while, right? To your to your point there about Lion King. And then it's like, well, no, no, let's like think about like our political implications of, you know, Wakanda opening up to the world and what that would look like and Chadwick kind of opening up to that. And then what really works is Killmonger... Uh, he's maybe coming about it wrong right to like the the ultimate extreme but he does he is ultimately right like we do have the resources to help people throughout the world our our and like everyone including our ancestors right including not our ancestors but like our kind throughout the world uh, and him swaying t'challa ultimately end and you know having to start that that outreach program right that, that first step into you know introducing what throughout the world is is amazing because you don't normally see villains winning in the end or having an impact um 
So yeah, that that's what worked for me. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. This is definitely the first movie where we start questioning whether or not the villains are actually villains in the MCU. Like everybody up to, well, no, I would say not really. Probably before in in, in Civil War. So never mind. But like this is the start of the, I guess, villain revolution. <laughs> villains are right. Yeah. And homecoming, I think, gets at it gets at it too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have to agree. Yeah, Eric. Yes. What works for this movie? Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Like his ability, just um, he he's able to just do it all in this movie. Like he can be super spy. He can be, you know, um, goofball, devoted son. He can joke around he can be empathetic he can be angry like he goes through all these emotions in this movie and it just works out so well because you know he's got the struggle of having all this responsibility on him and it's it's really challenging because you know he's not his father was brutally taken from him and it wasn't like a passing of the torch thing where he could like his dad could teach him no like he is thrown into the fire right now and i think that is what he's able to you know, balance that so well. And I think that, um, yeah, like with all these superhero movies, you got to have a good lead or uh, it's going to struggle. Like obviously Robert Downey Jr. was able to carry Iron Man, like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, all them, they're able to like, like these are these huge personas and then Chadwick comes in, doesn't like try to, um, you know, trying to think of the right words here. Like he he's just himself. Exactly. And like I think that's what really works. And um also yeah, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Christian. To your point, like because he's charismatic, charismatic, but he's not bombastic like yeah. the others. Like it's more subtle, but it it, it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like he's wise, I think. Like he's he's very emotionally intelligent in this. Like he's he he they do a really good job of writing Chadwick in this one. I will say though, a nitpick, uh, a funny nitpick: the Black Panther suit has nothing on the Civil War Black Panther suit. The Civil War Black Panther suit is like ten times better than the one in this movie. Yeah. I like the blood. Like, I, I like as well. the the thick like it's like the thick muscles up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stealth suit is good, but I, I don't think it's it's nowhere I, near twenty sixteen suit. I would definitely have to agree. I um, felt bad because, because, like, in the Avengers game, like, you could buy the 2018 suit. And, like, oh, man, like, obviously I'll buy it, but I really wanted tw- 2016 Civil War suit. And then they announced the 2016 Civil War suit coming out. I'm like, oh, yeah, finally. Um, you already mentioned it already, but uh, the MCU has this magic where the actor's performance is already cemented itself with the character with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, Chris Evans and Cap. Chadwick's performance even in Civil War has proven that even just two movies can do this. Like not even two movies, I would say one and a half really. So mm-hmm. could we have seen somebody else in this role? I know that's like three different topics in one question, but We'll have to, right? Because Black Panther Two is going to have to deal with. Do uh, we have new- to? Well, I mean, in the the sense yeah. of T'Challa, I don't think they're going to recast it. I think his presence will definitely be missed. Yeah, like I said, he's able to bring that 
coolness that T'Challa has. Mm-hmm. Because even though like he's a king and stuff, he's very you know. I mean, look look at him. Black Panther is one of the coolest characters in all of Marvel comics. Yeah, like I re- I remember the 2014 reveal for Phase Three stuff when the Black Panther title screen showed up. Like that was probably the loudest reaction, other than you know Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans actually being there. And uh, yeah, he just Chalice is so cool. It's it's really gonna be tough, and I think that's gonna be like can Ryan Coogler do it? Like I, I think he can. Like he's really good at yeah. what he does. But like that's gonna be that's gonna be. An interesting thing. Like, how can you make a Black Panther movie without T'Challa? So, we'll see. I, I'm not saying that it's easy, but it, I think it's totally imaginable because, like, especially with the character being rooted in, like, yeah, there's constant... That's tradition in, in you know, Wakanda. There's always going to be another Black Panther. Just That's just how that works. So, will we miss T'Challa? Uh, for sure. Uh, come on, are we kidding me? But, like, even Black Panther 1 engaged with the idea of other people as... The Black yeah, Panther figure. Absolutely. I'm thinking about um Winston Duke. Yep. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Winston exactly Duke who Duke. I was thinking. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Damn, I just started thinking about that, Christian. Thank you. Um I also wanna wanna say <clears throat> some blackness as well. Having the movie it the movie opens with VO, right? It's it's like the vibranium moving, it's cool. Ludwig is his score is kicking in, and it's fucking incredible because Ludwig is in his element. Everyone's in their element here. Um, and then after you get the, the the Marvel thing where it pops up with the location and the year, and it's fucking Oakland, and like I felt seen, especially with with Ryan Coogler doing Fruitvale Station before this, and then to an extent I think Creed a little bit like. Having Oakland be a location uh, and showing off like poverty, yeah. right? Not to say, not to say that they're poor, but like uh, like less affluent area in the MCU. Just showing it, I think, again, does so much. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, it, it like like you've both said, it, it was a uh, uh, this movie is just uh, I didn't even can't even find the words for it it's just a positive force that needed to be shown you know mm. and mm. and the cool thing is like you know the most technologically advanced place on earth is a country in africa i think that's that's also just like wow yeah, yeah. You, you don't really you don't really see that so like wakanda like i said wakanda became a character yep. in its own right so definitely man speaking of like the art style um, I'm thinking of Shuri's lab, which, by the way, kind of sucks. Uh, you know, thinking yeah. about um, Letitia Wright as a character or as a, as a person, you know, not being the greatest, kind of sucks. But still, like Shuri is great, and her lab, the design, like seeing like artwork on mm-hmm. display, yeah. mixed in with all the like the techno, like futurism kind of Afrofuturism stuff, is is so freaking cool. This movie's yeah. got swag. Yes, it does. Oh, um. <clears throat> Obviously, we can all vouch for Michael B. Jordan's performance in this movie. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, where will he? The sexiest villain, antagonist, antihero. I don't know about that. No, Eric. I, he's, I no. think he's. I think Hella? he's a top three. Hella. I, I don't think he's number one. Hella. Are you gonna tell me he beats Hella? I would put Michael B. Jordan over Kim Blanchett, and I, wow. I want Kim Blanchett to stomp the hell out of me. Yeah, 
Okay, all right. That's. I think he's the top three. I think for me, it's just Loki. I think it's still the sexiest hmm. bad guy. Yeah, that, that man's hair is always like hella greasy. It's greasy it. and it's like such a really bad wig. It's, it's unbelievable. It's Tom Hiddleston though, so it's it's, it's just a yeah. really bad wig. Anyway, um, so okay, Ruben, I have a question for you because yeah. you say like there are elements that you didn't like very much, and we can kind of tease those out. Claw's one of them. What do you think of Andy Serkis' Claw? I mean, I thought for what it was worth, like the the what the fifteen minutes we see him in, it was phenomenal. It was kind of weird where he was just like, uh, um, when he gets caught by um, Martin Freeman, and he's just like not, I guess teasing, like don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Like we didn't need that, Andy Circus. Why? But I get that's kind of his character. I also think it was really weird to see his hand like vibrate the sh- shatter the glass like I know it's a prosthetic but it was weird uh I am I have a pros and cons list for Andy Circus like this is definitely not his best uh acting in a movie that I've seen him in uh but it's not his worst I've seen him at his worst. So I think I've ever seen Andy Serkis act ter- bad at all ever. Wow, was Andy Serkis at his worst, Ruben? Eric, that's a story. His for directing. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say his acting, his directing is what you. It still yeah, counts. It still counts. It still counts. You tell you tell me you watched. Did you have you seen uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, Caesar. Like that first fifteen minutes is oh, oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. That's his at his best. Um, the Planet of the so Apes it, movies. So if we're talking about Michael B. Jordan here, I, I think the problem, the problems I have with the movie in the end, it just is another example of the villain just being a copycat of the hero. You know, you get that first Iron Man one, you got Iron Monger, and then like throughout the whole MCU, it Iron always turns Man. into a yeah, that's what that's what it's called, Iron Monger. Hmm. Interesting. And that you know, you just get different variations of the hero. I think that's one thing I didn't like about it. It's just like, oh, it's Black Panther, but gold. Yeah. That is fighting. This, so, This is the one time in a Marvel movie I didn't care that was the case. Because mm-hmm. the two had, like, obviously, uh, uh, T'Challa has to wrestle with his place mm-hmm. as king and as Black Panther, right? So we know he's going to be, that. it's the movie called Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Eric's revelation of him, like, having this mission to become, you know, to go get to Wakanda and become, like, king there them like having such like the same goal but from coming from a different like place to begin I, with i didn't care for it as that like that complaint as much here i i guess like what i'm trying to say is like the fight itself it was just two the same things going at it yeah like ideologically they're they're very different and obviously the villain kind of wins because t'challa changes his mindset about right. things right. kind of um, but yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm just talking from a fight point of view. It's literally just like, yeah, gotcha. copy. Yeah, like, yeah, I would have preferred it to be like a completely different suit. And oh, oh man, that final fight. Oh, CG wise. Oh, that it, was. Yeah, for it sure. Bad. Yeah. It looked bad in theaters. It looks, it looks even worse on my TV. Um, but you're right TV, because yeah. like, uh, 4k Sony Bravia. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. Cause like not much of the final fight is memorable like when we think of t'challa and killmonger fighting we think of them in the water which is an absolutely 
Yeah. Incredible scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that stands out. Also, the writing. Michael B.'s Jordan writing is hop notch, dude. Is this your king? Nah, I'm your king. Ask me my name. Ask me my name. Oh, my God, dude. And then you just have that one fucking guy that doesn't like. Obviously, they're trying to tell you don't fucking ask him his name. Why would you ask him? Um, so we can all agree that Killmonger was right. It's kind of like a situation where he has the right mindset. He just goes about it bad. So I, I do think that he is correct. Well, if, yeah. In the sense that like he, Wakanda should have been opened up to help out people that desperately needed it. Okay. All right. And I do love that Killmonger's ancestral plane was his apartment in Oakland. Yeah. I thought that oh, was course. also another. Of course. Perfect. Sterling K. Brown as, I oh. forget his name. Yeah, so fucking good. No tears for me? Fuck, that scene gets me. And then it changes from uh, Killmonger, Eric as a kid to an adult. Mm-hmm. And Michael B. Shorten sheds one tear as he says, like, nah, people die all the time. Like, fuck, dude. So good. What do we think about Martin Freeman? Oh. <laughs> oh. Token white I, guy. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah, I think it was one of those things where like you had to connect it to the MCU some way. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I did thought it was just so interesting about, you know, uh, T'Challa has worked with um, Agent... Oh my God, I've already forgotten his name. Smith. Smith. Ross? Yeah. No. Yep. I think it was Agent yep. Ross. Yes. So like, Agent Ross, he's worked with Agent Ross so much. Um, but then Claw's like, have they told you what really is going on in Wakanda? And then now, like, the trust kind of changed in that scene, and now, like, he's, like, accusing T'Challa. I, I thought that was a really, uh, Good really interesting scene. So, um, but yeah, I, he was there. That's why, that's why it works, because, like, he is the token white guy. I think that's kind of... I think he, he, he subtly, subtly, uh, like, blends in. You know, he doesn't overpower anybody's performance, yeah. which is great. But oh, great. I, he's another also, broken white boy for us to fix. He's also the vessel, I think, that gets T'Challa to change because he takes a bullet for uh, Letitia. Not to Letitia Wright. Um, Shuri. Not Shuri. That's Nikoya? Letitia Wright's character. Yeah, Nikoya, who's played by... Oh, yeah, oh my God. Uh, Danny. Oh, I'm blanking, fuck. too. I'm blanking, too. I got it right here. I got it right here. Denai Gurira? Okay. No, that's that's not her. That, that's her. That's her. <laughs> that is her. Oh, are you talking about Lupita? Um... Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Her name was, uh, fuck, what was her name? Shit. Oh, you said a Koya. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Koya. That's why I was saying. Nikia. Uh, Nikia. Nikia. Yeah. Nikia. Yeah. When Martin Freeman takes the bullet for Nik- uh, Nikia, right? He didn't, he didn't have to do that, but he did. And so now... Uh, T'Challa has like this option like he has the capabilities of helping Martin Freeman um, and he does and that's the first kind of act uh, like, that I think of as the, the change that T'Challa does because now you can ask that same question we have the capabilities of helping Yeah. should we do this and the answer ends up being yes because we can right and so that, that to me is like Martin Freeman is like kind of one of the catalysts not the only but one of Ruben, you good there, buddy? 
was supposed to be. He's, a he's thinking about Michael B. Jordan. No, it was. You a know, sneeze. stream saw. You know, stream saw that, right? Yeah. Again, I was it's gonna sneeze, and then somebody <laughs> fucking ruined it. Um. Okay. All uh, I had to do was check my notes. <laughs> Pizza Nyong'o as Nikia is right there. I'm so dumb. So uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but I have here Ryan Coogler definitely knew what he was doing when he obviously co-wrote this and also directed it. Are we excited to see what he does with the sequel? Will it It'll just be, his be first sequel that he's ever done? He's right. done three movies, three movies now, right? Fruitvale Station, Black Panther, and uh, Creed. Will so it just be? Will it just be a uh, kind of a repeat, like a? Obviously, due to um, Chadwick Boseman's passing, how do we think this is going to go? Do we think it's going to just be like uh, free for all to find out who's the next Black Panther? Or do we think that Mbaku's going to step up and take the reins? Do we expect somebody else to do it? Do we? What do we think? It's time for the mm. theory corner. I think, I, I think with it being Wakanda forever, I think if they just keep, if he just centralizes it in Wakanda, and like Wakanda is the important part here. Right. Uh, so I think that's what he should focus on. Okay. Um, obviously, he's going to have fallout. Well, like you're going to have the relationships that Chala had. Obviously, those are going to be like a big part of like, he's gone now. What do we do next? But um, I see it. Hope I see it staying in Wakanda, but hopefully they have like the outreach program. They show that, yeah, all that's doing and everything. So, it's interesting. Like, I I haven't seen a single like set photo or anything. No. So I have no idea what this movie can be, and it comes out in eight months. So, damn. I've seen pictures of Ryan Coogler on set. By the way, how unfortunate is it that like I won't bring it up. No, it's okay. Oh, Talk about that thing in the bank. Yeah. 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 Absolutely bullshit. insane. Absolutely bullshit. Um, that's all I got. Do we have anything to Christian? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. The, the, one of the first uh, MCU movies where they actually had um, a soundtrack made by actual artists. Shang-Chi did this uh, following, um, you know, obviously featuring pr- prominently Asian artists to make Shang-Chi. Same right. thing here. Um, they made a, a, a black album, right? And it still Funny goes... Enough, first pers- first uh, movie to have your boy... Eric. Um, the weekend. This is was his one of his one of his songs was in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that he got a two fur. King Kendrick. What's the, what's the other fur? Miss Marvel. Oh gotcha. I see what you mean. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh yeah, and then that the whole Busan scene with uh Oh, so good. Kendrick, Kendrick playing, yeah. Yeah. And it has style. Like, there's some very like kind of like slow mo moments, like uh, Black Panther utilizing his like um, what is it called? His suit when it does the thing. The kinetic, kinetic energy. Yeah. Yeah. It just look. It's stunning. Yeah. Very, the production very cool. design in this movie too is fascinating. Like it's like the underground casino. Oh, that whole area was just so. Oh, it was so yeah. nicely done. Cool so camera movement there too, with it like going up and then following um, Okoye down. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. Danny Guerrero, uh, Greer as Akoya, fantastic. Um, two more things here I wanted to say. 
I still don't think the uh, what are those joke is very funny, but like whatever, not, it, it comes and goes. Not, I love not, it every time. What the I do appreciate the sneakers I, joke though. That's that's, that's funny. That, that, that yeah. is funny. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya in this. Mm-hmm. Not a not a crazy standout, but like I do love um, him, and then obviously the the head of the is it Dormilaji? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are like in a relationship like that to me is interesting Akoya. and it yeah. Akoya has yeah. yeah they have that moment at the end um where he asks like would you kill me and she says for wakanda yeah like she would like that that to me like that tension is interesting and he realizes this and he surrenders like that that's a very powerful moment like that it that didn't have to be a thing mm-hmm. but it but it works uh yeah i think those are my major notes here i can double check my phone but i think that's it okay all right. I think just ending is just like this was a big cultural event that it's going to be hard to replicate. Yeah, absolutely. Really, like it, it. This was this was a moment, yeah. like in film. Period. Like not just superhero films or comic films. This is a moment in film. Period. Yeah. Like mm. the fact, like it won Oscars. Like it. Uh, yeah. It was nominated for Best Picture. Like it. This This was. This was a movement. Like, I think the cultural significance of the film is greater and I don't want to say better, but like, I think that's more important than the film itself. I think like the film is, is a good film, but I, I think everything surrounding it is what makes it so good. Right. I will say as well, it, it still bums me out that Killmonger died. I I wish there was another way to do it. I don't know if that would have made sense. Yeah. But he's got this absolutely fucking insane baller-ass line, one of plenty that he has where he says, when I die, the Chala says, like, you know, we can still save you, which is amazing, by the way. Like, this, the fact that, like, he wants to save him. His cousin, mind yeah. you, right? He doesn't have to die. And he says, nah, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. <clears throat> yeah, that that scene itself is very like. For the first time, I, I I started thinking like, oh shit! Like, it made me think of what I've been saying for the past what is it, fifty minutes of like, the villains are having a moment in time where like they're not completely wrong the way they're going about it is wrong but they're not completely wrong which is kind of weird you know um with that being said fun fact uh one of my buddies um uh when i was at lsu he is one of mubaku's um guys oh shit really that's pretty cool that's sick Mm-hmm. I remember there was a video of Winston Duke reading thirst tweets, mm-hmm. and uh, Mbaku more like break my back. And that, <laughs> that shit still, still gets me. Oh yeah. man, that's good. That's real good. Um, we got uh, Bucky looking like Jesus at the end of this movie. Yeah, yeah. The White Wolf. But guess what, guys? No, oh, no. another thing. Oh, I don't know if you guys thought this. The beginning of the movie, like when he's rescuing uh, Nakia, like I think that the cinematography on that one was really off. Not even rescuing, but what do you mean off? Like 
I could, it was very dark. Like, I know it was, like, nighttime, but I could barely see T'Challa in the trees. Like, I, yeah. it was... I think that was the point. I, I, I think no, no. Point. I mean, I, it just, it was really, uh, it was darker than it needed to be. But then, like, it gets brighter toward later. But I just thought that was a weird thing. It was kind of like that thing where we talked about Eternals, where, like, the aspect ratio was changing in, like, the first hour, and it was throwing me off. I think it just threw me off in the beginning. But, um, yeah. Just a little thing I have. Okay. But it does have the I never freeze. That's it. That's such a good line. It is. It what are really you talking is. about? Yeah, so good. Did he freeze like an antelope? <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, it's time for our Stanley ranking of the case. Do we have any questions? Did anyone write in for questions? No, nobody wrote in. Gotcha. Fucking believe it. Nobody fucking wrote in for this. And of course. We have our top five rankings of the Stanley cameos because, of course, that's it. We're just doing top fives. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He was the annoying. Uh, he was the guy annoying the Watchers on a planet. Number four, Avengers: Superheroes in New York. Give me a break. The old man playing chess in the park in the new segment. <laughs> number three, Thor. It's just number four. Number four is, is always going to get me. That's just it. Uh, I've come to that conclusion. Number three, Thor. Uh, the guy in the pickup truck trying to lift Thor's hammer and looking back asking if, uh, he, did he get it? And of course, number two is Spider-Man Homecoming, the guy in the building that says, get away from there, you punk. What? Because he thinks Spider-Man is trying to steal a car. And of course, number one is... Avengers, Age of Ultron, the World War II vet that gets super hammered at the Avengers party at says Excelsior. Of course, this Stanley cameo is the old man at the crap staple who steals T'Challa's, sorry, who looks after T'Challa's uh, <laughs> chips. I'll just take those. That's yeah. Where do we want to put this? Uh... I can, I have my answer ready. Go for it, Christian. For me, it's the new number 10. Oh. I don't think it's as like, great or iconic as some of the ones that we have in the top 10. Yep. Uh, a lot of favorites up there. But certainly I think it's more memorable than the ones we have below, which is like the bartender Luis's story. He doesn't even speak in that. It's just him like um, mouthing the words. Like I remember this one more than that one. I remember, it more, I remember the Hugh Hefner one a bit more, but that's because it's the very first movie. But yeah, all the ones down below, I don't remember as much. Okay. This I, one, I can right. agree. Yeah, I, I'll go with that one too. Yeah, I'm also going to go with that one. New number 10. New number 10. Also, everyone out there just got an update. The Nintendo Switch now has folders. No you fucking way. folders for your games. It just dropped. That's nice. It's about uh, time. You know, Give us themes, five Nintendo. Years, five years later. Give us themes. It's about time. Um, I'm almost done, guys. I promise. I promise. Don't yell at me. Don't yell. We have here our new number five is still Guardians 2, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I can't help that. Um, number four is The Avengers. Number three is Thor. Number two is Spider-Man Homecoming. And, of course, I'm still trying to fix it in the, in the, you know? Number one is, of course, Avengers Age of Ultron. We can't change it. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. So, with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to 
Eric? Yes? Uh, hi. So this is an interesting one, everyone, because we've had the same, as we talked about this last week, we are probably going to have a new number one right now. It depends on what happened, because we've had, I think, the same number one for a long time here. So let's see if it breaks up. But, like we say, what good are the heroes without the villains? So let's go through our top five we have right now. Number five, Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home. Number four, Green Goblin from no, Spider-Man No Way Home. Number three, Wenwu from Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number two, Zemo from Civil War. And number one, Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. So, Ruben, where does Killmonger slash Claw go on this list for you? No, no. Claw is a bad guy in here. Why would we not have Claw in here? He is not. No. I'm sorry, Eric. You tried it. It was a good try, but unfortunately, I'm just saying. For if, me, if we have if we have Dormammu with Caecilius, and we have you know Justin Hammer. That's two Justin different Hammer, things. Justin Hammer. That is I'm just saying. Two ju- we have different Whiplash things. and Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer have, had way more movies uh, screen we also, time. We all screen time doesn't equal. We we're not doing that, Ruben, because we have Curse. We literally have Malekith okay, and I couldn't Curse even tell you list. what movie that was. Like, that I could tell you what movie world. that was. I don't Curse remember Curse. Put a, Curse. Curse put a special rock in him and made I don't him remember this. But we have him on this list. And we have I wasn't on that on episode. So Yes, you not, were? No. How were you not on this, that episode? Of I actually missed that one. No, I didn't see Thor 2, remember? Did, oh. That's true? I think yeah. Me and Eric just ripped it apart. Yeah, I think it was you. I'm saying... If we have Curse on this list, we, Claw should be on this list. No, Claw should not be on this list. I'm sorry. Claw did one thing to advance the story. But you, you're not understanding. The reason why we have Dormammu on this list is because Caecilius is trying to get to Dormammu. You know, Dormammu is literally there just like... The reason why uh, we have face. Icarus, the reason why we have Icarus at, with Arishem is because Icarus is trying to make sure that Arishem's plan is going to happen. The Ruben. reason why we have Curse yeah. here, I couldn't tell you. The reason why to we me, have Thunderbolt Ross is because Abomination is working for Thunderbolt Ross. The reason why I'm we have you, Taskmaster is because Drakoff did that thing with making a shitty I'm villain. Just saying, okay? I'm just saying. Okay. All right. To me, Killmonger is totally always in control and he is like utilizing. Yes. Claw, he like, is okay. utilizing. Claw. Just making sure, making which, sure we're good here. Which All right. So brings where me, are we putting Killmonger? Ruben? Which brings me, you're not going to like it. Our new number. 13. Whack. Wow. Whoa. Oh, dude. I said you're not going to like it. Under Ultron, yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Again, it's it's the, 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 the holes. You know, I couldn't see them. <laughs> I miss most of his performance, so. Oh, man. <laughs> no, honestly, oh, man. honestly, I would have to say probably the new number seven. Above Loki and Avengers. Above Loki and Avengers, because we have to stop obsessing over loki okay it's time he gets out of the top seven 
It's just time. Okay. No, it's, it's not even. It's not even the fact that Killmonger is that good. No, it's that the fact that, that Killmonger is the. Like I said before, it's the fact that Killmonger actually made me start thinking. Like, what if these villains are right? Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, Christian, what about you? What you easily got? the easily the new number one. Killmonger is one of the best written, uh, most charismatic uh, villains we've ever seen in the MCU. There's an argument, rightfully so, that he may be better than Thanos. Like, uh, sometimes I, I agree with that. I, it, it sways. Like, Kill, Killmonger is, is, is it, dude. He's got the sauce. Wow. And for, for me, he's number one. When I think of MCU villains, I think of Killmonger. That is a great, strong villain who changes our protagonist. Changes Wakanda. A whole nation. Yeah, but is it really theme. him changing it? If we recall correctly, hold on one second. Hold on. Let me just make sure I have this character's name correct. All right. So Nakia's whole thing is like she's trying to help other people outside of Wakanda. So yeah. I don't know she if intro- Killmonger is the one that pushes him over the edge. She introduces that idea and he doesn't really agree. Because he's still trying to appease the rest of the people that are in, in the kingship, right? The people like surrounding the throne. Correct. However, not... before he meets Killmonger, he decides to bring over Martin Freeman and help him out. Again, he's like I said, Martin Freeman, one of the catalysts to, to why the, why okay. this is happening. All right. Killmonger is the one that totally pushes him over the edge and who says all these things at the footstep of his throne. This and is then true. Yes. Kills, kills him, quote unquote, and takes the throne. Okay. I'm just right. trying to be devil's advocate. So here's 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 the thing I got here. Hard for me because Killmonger is really good, but I don't know if he can top my boy Win. Wow. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think Win Wu Christian's not having uh, it. I love Tony Lung. You know me. Oh yeah, well this is, this is Tony Lung podcast. Whenever whenever all these movies are done, we're just gonna watch Tony Lung movies. It's just so because like this is just like an arbitrary thing. So obviously we know that Killmonger. Oh it's hard, man. It's hard. Think 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 this uh, through. Because. I actually, I, I think I'm going to go with Christian here because he's right. Because Killmonger is able to come in, change everything. You know, I even got T'Challa to talk back to T'Chaka in the ancestral realm. Mm. Like that man changed T'Challa as yes. a person. His methods, obviously not great. His reasoning, really, I. Dude, we didn't even talk about that. His origin is completely the effect of T'Chaka mm-hmm. leaving this man yeah. in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my Number God. One. Number one. Okay. Are we going to average number this one. out, or are we just going to stick with number Hell one? Hell no. This is we vote you. I think it sounds like we're going to vote out here. This is bullshit, man. All right. So, Ruben, no, it's okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We can put number it's one. A, Ruben, it's okay. Killmonger's only going to be number one for one week. Listen, so it's man, fine. that's fine. You want to know why? We got Loki out of number seven. It's one step closer to the bottom of the list. 
one step. Who do you like? You don't like yeah, anybody. Do you like anybody? You don't like no, Loki? Again, don't like Taskmaster? Loki is no, on no, this list like way Goblin. too you many like times. Goblin. We got Green Goblin at no number five, five. This is bullshit. With like ten minutes of screen time. You know this is bullshit. Okay. But on a Green uh, Willem Dafoe has. Mm. Willem Dafoe did his own stunts, okay? Unit, Could you tell me anybody else that did this shit? No. In in, a, in another movie, they had to get a porn star to play a body double for Willem Dafoe because Willem Dafoe's dick was too big. I don't need anyway. to know this, Christian. Why are you Why giving not, me man? this Why not, man? Willem Dafoe. You're talking about Green Goblin being so big or so so good. Not so big. <laughs> it's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Everyone, we have a new number one, and that is Killmonger from Black Panther. So we're going to round up the top five again. Yeah, three, no, round up the top five. Top five. Number five, Green Goblin from Spider-Man No Way Home. Number four, Wenwu from Shang-Chi. Number three, Zemo from Civil War. Number two, Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. And the new number one on the Marvel Mondays Initiative villain ranking is Killmonger from Black Panther. That man literally I, burned all the uh, heart-shaped herbs. So that, that was also a big, pretty yeah, big deal. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. After next episode, we're going to have a very amazing top 10. Um, I will say there was a line in there I really like to um, to Chow's performance. Chadwick's performance. When he's talking to, uh, oh my god, the Baku? Uh, Forrest Whitaker's uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, when he's asking, like, tell me about the kid or something like that, like, I promise yeah. the king, I am your king now. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that line oh. of was so when good. When he yells, oh. Yeah. I thought that was great. Oh, so, yeah. So good. All right. Now it's going over to Christian so we can close this out. Well, yeah, closing out the show with ranking our, our ranking of the Marvel movies so far. I'm going to read you our top 10, which is, uh, well, I'll do top five, actually, and then we'll do top 10 when we complete. Our, our list. How about that? Yeah. Uh, our top five right now is Spider-Man Homecoming. Number four, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number three, Captain America The Winter Soldier. Number two, Captain America Civil War. And number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Gotta start with Ruben first. Get the bad news out of the way. <sighs> okay, so here's the thing. Do I think this movie was better than Eternals? Absolutely. Do I think that it was better than Ant-Man? In the sense that it was a, a pretty movement of a film, I'm going to go with yes. Captain America, yes. Avengers, yes. Guardians, yes. Shang-Chi, we're getting, we're cutting it close. I would have what, to say. You think, you think this movie is better than Guardians 1? Yeah. I would have to say I'm going to go with, ah, you see, like they both have like, really crappy endings. So I would say probably no number six. Respect. Okay. It. I really, so, I really respect right, I, I'm not discouraging your list, but do you really, do you like guardians of the galaxy one a lot? Yeah. I thought you weren't so high on this movie though. Yeah. But uh, see, it's weird. I am, but I'm not at the same time. I do think that it is a good movie in the MCU. I do think that it does things that are great. Like I said, again, it gives me this whole starting of the villain revolution. But like Guardians, there's way too much happening at once. 
We just needed, I think we needed a Peter story first and then give us more info on the Guardians as opposed to throwing it all in one blender and putting it together. Damn, I brought back that conversation. Okay. I saved myself from that hellhole. So, Christian? This is hard because I have to play the list. Because on my personal rankings, we have movies in the top 10 that I rate higher. Um, but because I think it's so special, because I'm so high on today, because I think it's higher than some of the ones we have higher on the list, I'm going to go, uh, I'm voting it as new number four over both the Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man Homecoming. But underneath, <laughs> wow. underneath, in my opinion, S-tier movies like No Way Home, Civil War, and Winter Soldier. Uh, unfortunately, the VFX and kind of a third act that doesn't, totally come together for me it falls more into like that a tier kind of area which to me um is like the rest of the movies that we have right there and i think black panther probably is the best of the a tiers so number four uh i would put this for me personally right here the new number eight above thor ragnarok um because just the top seven like those are just all just fantastic for me. I, I just don't. I don't think I, I could definitely not cannot say that this movie is better than Guardians of the Galaxy for me because that's that's a that's a special special movie. So yeah, for me, new number eight. Okay. So Ruben, what number did you say? I said number I, six. I just averaged it out. So that would mean it's eighteen total divided by twenty three movies total, right? Including Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, it's point seven eight. Uh, so, so new number eight. Yeah. yeah. So underneath Guardians, but above Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Me happy with that there. I yeah. think that's what Eric voted for it anyway. Yeah. There so it is the new number eight, right? Yep. This new is... number ten goes as follows: number ten, The Avengers; number nine, Thor Ragnarok; number eight, Black Panther; number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number six, Shang-Chi. Number five, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number four, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number three, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Number two, Captain America Civil War. And number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy, Eric. What did I do? Just that you got it where you wanted it. You You gonna argue with math? No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I hope you're happy. Jesus, I'm not happy, man. Christ. I'm just. I'm just giving what my anyway of the movie is. Christian, where can people find you, bro? Yes, you can follow me at ISO Christian over on Twitter to get updates for all the things I do, like my movie podcast, uh, Large Popcorn. I also do a weekly gaming show every Wednesday at Podcast PXN. Stuff I do for this channel: video essays of Penultimate, Con- Penultimate Conquest. New video should be going up hopefully by Friday if I can finish it on time. I think I am. It's it's a shorter one, so uh, easier to edit this one. Okay. Uh, and then uh, all the stuff I'm doing for for Tech Raptor. So peep peep the Tech Raptor sites. Exciting stuff! Exciting stuff. Eric, where can people find you? Hi. So I'm Eric C. Ginn on Twitter. I am hopefully going to be finishing Horizon Forbidden West this week, so I can start doing that review. Um, but how many hours? And it's 59 right now, I think. Oh, if only there were still uh, 10 more hours. 
So um, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, cool. Uh, of course, you could find me here uh, all week this week. Uh, you can also find me on the Point and Parkas podcast that I did last Friday, which was a hell of a ride. Um, so they'll sprinkle in some. Uh, <laughs> they'll sprinkle. <laughs> I just read your tweet, Christian. <laughs> Uh, they'll sprinkle uh, some content throughout the week, so uh, look forward to that. And of course, as always, Excelsior. Wakanda ah. forever. Wakanda forever. Oh. God damn it, Eric.